0: you know you need unique new york you know you need unique new york red leather yellow leather. loosen <laughs> up the tongues red leather yellow leather she sells seashells e- my- oh,
1: uh, y- oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not a vocal warm-up is it?
2: welcome to hero hoopla hoopla Hoopla! the unofficial podcast of i mean i guess saving the world who even knows these days we're here to talk about (laughs) the (laughs) ultimate episode of secret invasion episode six home hey guys we did it we made it through the whole season of secret invasion the highs the lows the confusion the intrigue who's a scroll who's not a scroll now we have all the answers we could ever ask for and way more questions. I can't wait to talk about this week's episode with the wonderful Hoopla Krupla here. Joining me as always, we have the Marvel mastermind, Andy Smith.
1: Andy Smith here, a connoisseur of many nerdy things. DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I don't really have a quippy thing to say after watching that episode. No, I will... I'm just going to backtrack over to Oppenheimer what a movie Jake <laughs> I heard you great. saw Oh Oppenheimer. my god what a film god. oh absolutely Justin, nuclear
0: it was incredible
1: favorite movie of the year now the ultimate episode I don't think it's my favorite finale of the year or of any Marvel TV <laughs> series but we'll talk about it
2: <laughs> All right. We'll 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 see if we can find out which of your finales episodes is your favorite. Okay. But before we do okay. that, of course, we got to bring in the alien archaeologist, the secret spy sleuth, Chris Pio. Wow. Lots sleuth. of titles today. Hey, all. Chris Pio here. Excited to talk
3: about the ultimate episode of secret invasion uh, was i excited for the actual content maybe not but uh, again like andy <laughs> said
2: we'll get into it and joining us as always the fourth member of the hoopla crupla very special guest this week a very exciting storyline that i can't wait to find out about but ooh, wait we're not gonna get to hear it in this episode you gotta wait and go see it in a movie in two years it's jake laxer
0: hey i'll catch you <laughs> no, no 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 we're good we're good we're good, we're good, we're good. It's, it's, this podcast ain't gonna be that long it'll be much much shorter <laughs> than two years uh jake laxer here lover of all things tv and movies uh <clears throat> what is what is barbie's favorite line come on barbie let's go party this was not that barbie would be very sad the partying would not be happening let's uh dive into this episode and we will make a thing here we go
2: hoopla and then we'll go watch hoopla. the barbie movie together Ooh, yeah, thank you I all. have That'd not be seen yet. I would love to. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Hero Hoopla Podcast. Hopefully you guys have been with us for this whole season. And uh, if you guys want to go ahead and leave us a rating, a review on whatever podcast app you're listening to, Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever it is, you can leave us a little rating, review. Let us know what you think. And if you want to stay up to date with all the stuff that the Hoopla Krupla is getting up to, Chris, where can they go? You can find us at Hoopla Podcasts,
3: both on Twitter and Instagram, and as well now TikTok for some behind the scenes, maybe little clips from the show. Check us out at Hoopla Podcasts to stay up to date,
2: engaged with all the content we're sending straight to your brain feeds. That's right. Straight to your brains. Is it Twitter anymore or is it X? We'll never know. That's a great point. But the same link in the description will take you to whatever <laughs> website that is. So just follow the link in the description and stay up to date with the hoopla.
0: Are we on Threads yet? Are we there?
2: Threads no, and no X. one's on Threads. No? I'm on <laughs> Threads. Oh, man, what a
0: bummer. So if you want to connect, uh,
1: Darth Smithius here, connect me on Threads X or wherever <laughs> you get your fun secret invasion memes.
2: <laughs> and speaking of fun secret invasion memes. You want to support the podcast in another way? You can go check out some of our sweet merch. Andy, where can they go for that?
1: Hey, go go take a look at our sweet merch here at Hoopla Podcast Network Site. You can get a green official podcast T-shirt. You can get a green official hoodie. You can get a green official sweatshirt, amongst other things. Scroll as well. style. If you want to be a scroll, if Gaia's ultimate powers made you want to be the most godlike character in the MCU, go to hooplapodcastnetwork.square.site.
2: So check out all those links in the episode description.
0: Did you mention that all our green shirts can turn into any other shirt that you could ever, ever want? That's the benefit of the Secret Invasion uh, collection
2: that we have on our website. Hit it up,
0: <laughs>
2: site. You heard him. <laughs> Check out the links in the episode description. And without any further ado, let's dive into this episode of the Hoopla Podcast, getting into episode six of Secret Invasion, Home, right after this quick break.
1: We could have had it all. And we did with Gaia Thanos and In Cat America and the Hulk There's a super Starting in the MCU, leading that fever pitch.
0: First I was a scroll, I was petrified, but then I turned out to be human and I turned out to be alive. I got all my life to live. I gotta hide all my life. Oh my God, it's radioactive. Where is my wife? I am Samuel. Hill <laughs> Jackson. I don't know what I'm doing right now, but this is um, action. All right, we're done.
3: <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> the, the
0: Everything
3: about that w- improvisation was excellent, was except incredible. for like the actual content. <laughs> it made no
0: sense. <laughs>
3: You don't have to listen to the words. Just (laughs) the rhyming and the timing and the vibing was just top-notch. I feel like you, you,
1: Jake, could be a great scroll infiltrated as Don Cheadle for (laughs) approximately five years. Ooh, do you
0: mean Donnie Cheeds? Yeah. Hey Jim, tell us about Donnie Cheeds. Donnie Cheeds on the
3: pod. Guys, I'd like to lead off if that's okay. I have something important to say. Go for it. Rest in peace to Shooter McGavin. I know oh, I said last episode that yeah. we were going to music Eulogy. to take down Christopher McDonald. And I just have to say I feel bad for saying it because I spoke it into existence rest you in peace shooter we had a couple deaths this episode
2: and that one hit me hardest wow I gotta say. what an yeah. assassination uh, yeah. that might be the, hate to the, say the hardest hitting death in the whole mcu arguably <laughs> <It might
3: be. laughs>
1: i am iron man and then also shooter mcgavin on
0: screen
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're right there for me <laughs> this episode we get the conclusion to many of the storylines that we had throughout the season and we also get the uh, lack of conclusion to many storylines that we had across the season that's fine because we got plenty of other tv shows and movies where they can worry about you know ending character arcs whatever who needs to do that in a story we can leave that for later but there there were some exciting parts of this episode where we had the showdown between Nick Fury secretly making his way to the Russian encampment where the where uh Gravik was hiding out pretending that he has all this radiation poisoning just to find out that it was Gaia the whole time which that's a hoopla confirmation right there hey ooh, hoopla ooh, hoopla this
3: is another certified hoopla confirmation. Whoa, Bam. What a stinger. <laughs> that was
0: crazy. That was incredible. I loved it. That Who was better that? than the
1: entirety of the Secret Invasion <laughs> Ultimate episode. We needed a sound effect
2: for it. I, <laughs> that I was know. fantastic. And the other main part of this episode, we had the real Nick Fury teaming up with the one, the only Olivia Coleman, Sonia Fallsworth, nice oh. tricking Donny Cheeds and go in to save the president. Um, Those were the two main things that happened in this episode, and then we'll talk about all the stuff that happened afterwards, but let's get some initial thoughts. So, of course, we had the confirmation that my genius and original, the only person on the internet to guess that Gaia was going to pretend to be Nick Fury and go up against Gravik, was confirmed. How'd you guys feel about that?
1: So actually, during the episode, I did not when he's when Fury is walking into the the encampment and there's no one in the encampment. Of course, it's Gravik's going to ambush here. I actually didn't uh, like think of it as I didn't think it was Gaia.
3: Yeah, me neither. Uh, until
1: yeah. it got a little farther in and he wasn't wearing any mask to like stop himself from the radiation poisoning. And it did seem like a little overacted with the with some of the coughing and everything. But then there's mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, conversation between Gaia slash Nick Fury and and Gravic. And I loved <laughs> that. That was probably my favorite part of the episode.
2: That was such a good villain speech.
1: It was. Yeah. It was. Now Mm. what I am confused about there is I thought that was Nick the whole time Right so I was almost That was his character arc Telling Gravik why He failed him but Is that did Gaia have a conversation With Nick before You know before this episode Like in between the last two episodes Or is that did she make That up is that just what she projected On the situation and, and What her reasoning was For Nick Fury why he failed them That was one Kind of That's an odd thing Right when you're you Think it's one character But it's not It's a different character
0: Yeah a little Hollywood Misdirection there um, But I imagine that Conversation was, was Held off screen In the moment In episode 5 When Samuel Jackson's like This is your time Gaia You know That was Mm. Then mm. thereafter, cut to black, you know, they're just having a conversation in the corner. No no big deal. <laughs> yeah, this sure, is how you save sure. the world. Here's the harvest. Let me just strategy. pass this on over. Tell graphic yeah, exactly this strategy.
1: when you get down into yeah. <laughs> the super scroll layer.
3: Will you guys talk about, right. did they talk about it? We still have to resolve... Who was Nick Fury on the phone with at the end of episode five? Yeah. Do we now confirm that that's Gaia?
2: I think he was on the phone with Gravik. I think he was just saying, uh, all right, I got uh, it. I'll meet you ma- there. Yeah. You're like, let's finish. Mm. Well, he says, let's finish oh, this.
1: That's actually a really good point because Gravic so would you? They have a
0: meeting. Place. No, it would be Gaia. It would be Gaia. I, I I would be led to believe that it would be Gaia. But could it have been Gaia that, that called him? Like,
3: could maybe Gaia have been the one that suited up in the mausoleum? Could Who knows? Gaia be the know. one that's I, we, we just don't know we still don't know and Jamie they did commit the cardinal sin that you uh, actually mentioned in the very first episode of our review. They lied to the audience in this one. Granted it was only about a five to six minute lie for that scene but you have to go back and then also consider oh man how long or, or how many times I think it was just this final episode that that Gaia
0: was turned into Nick Fury, but we just we just can't know. Nick Fury was actually never in this show. It was just a <laughs> a scroll. How <laughs> once was he actually... Would be fucked up. Priscilla
1: cloned herself. <laughs> Vara cloned herself. And in yeah. that final scene, it was Vara and Vara. Disgusting. Not.
3: All I can say is Gaia not... Or Gaia uh, uh, faking radiation poisoning was like... Spot on like for someone that is immune to radiation to be able to fake radiation
2: yeah. poisoning was just impressive do you do you call that's acting from...
0: that's acting it's the beauty <laughs>
2: yeah. of Amelia Clark not on screen per <laughs> playing through Sam Jackson.
3: that's that's the
1: beauty of your entire identity being a character that you're not is not your identity so you know they all have good practice acting here the actors are actually acting as actors
2: that's beautiful but wow wow. so so meta i will say chris you claim that they were lying to the audience i don't think they were lying to the audience in that scene first of all they gave us the clue last episode that a gaia was going to put on a good face while she was talking to Nick Fury, very clearly alluding to the fact that she was going to be Nick Fury. Oh, mm-hmm. good callback. I'll and we don't get any like, we don't see the world through Nick Fury's perspective for that scene. Like we're not gathering intel as Nick Fury, the super spy man. We're just watching this character go through a place and then talk to Gravik. So at least I didn't view it as them lying to the audience, but maybe that's just because I assumed it was Gaia the whole time.
1: Either way, it was all a setup. Let's make everyone super. You know, just, uh, here, take this harvest. The DNA yeah. <laughs> in the one vial confirmed everyone's DNA is just smashed Everyone. up in there. Every,
2: even right. Thanos. So All many right. DNAs. Thanos! <laughs> I do think right. that they they messed up on that scene a little bit. They took away from the stakes of that conversation between Gravik and Fury. Beautiful villain speech, right? Mm-hmm. Except he's not even giving the speech to Fury. Yeah. His whole thing is about how Fury screwed them over and then he has this awesome speech and it's not even too fury mm-hmm. that sucks right. and i think they missed a point an opportunity to increase the suspense and the surprise when we find out that it is actually gaia and not fury because he just starts doing the whole dna magic machine thing with nick fury right there in the middle of the machine and There's no reason for us to believe that this magical DNA stuff won't work on a human. Right. Like, I think they could have said just one line or something like... Well,
0: I thought they mentioned that.
2: Maybe they did earlier, but I think this would have been a good place to mention like, ooh, now we can alter the scroll DNA and you're puny little human DNA won't be affected. Blah, blah, blah. I'll write it better than that. But right. something to really nail home the fact that Gravik thinks he's a puny little human. And then boom. Oh, he was a scroll the whole time. Oh my God. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Wow.
3: Missed opportunity. I thought Nick Fury got powers. They did too. I still didn't believe it was Gaia for the longest time. I thought Nick yeah. Fury had what if, powers.
0: Oh my goodness. Imagine this, Nick Fury gets powers to be a scroll and turns into Gaia. We all got played in the in the, oh my <laughs> god. <Yeah. laughs> in the yeah. ultimate yeah.
2: episode. <laughs> that would be incredible. Cuz if it was possible for humans to get the the powers, then Gravik is just a big old dumb idiot giving his enemy <laughs> powers. Out. Well that part's true. We well, I actually,
1: I i did think that was the case, <laughs> though, too, Chris. Like, I, I was like, oh, my God, Nick Fury now just hit him as the Hulk. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. You know, they uh, they
1: quickly changed that showing its guy.
0: So round Robin, what did we think of the fight?
1: OK, well, before we get to the fight, we need to talk about the fact that actually, should I should I go this way? Should I? This is the go, worst go. decision that Marvel has made. <laughs> In so long, and I'm concluding multiverse here.
3: You're going to have to be more specific. Why
1: would they give one character the powers of every single powerful character in your universe making you a god?
2: <laughs> um, Because she's a mother of dragons, Andy. Mother of dragons. <laughs> yes, Khaleesi. This
1: is not just... Oh, you see Captain America in there. Okay, super soldier. Okay, the Hulk. Oh, wow. The strength of the Hulk. Oh, strength of the abomination. Oh, that's pretty strong, too. Oh, Ebony Maw, (laughs) the telepathic super being from uh, Endgame or from Infinity War. Corvius Glaive, super strength. Drax, I don't know why you need Drax at this point because you have there everyone There were so else. many super strength guys. <laughs> Thanos, who She's is named as the most powerful being in Infinity War without the gauntlet? Not to mention the other most powerful being in at the MCU, which is Captain Marvel. Oh, and then you got Groot, and then you got a Frost Giant, and then you got... I'm just like, this is... Oh, and then she can phase as Ghost. So literally, yeah. this is the most incredible... Like This is what you... You typically have the villain, you know, that takes all the powers in, then explodes at the end of the movie because they can't control it. She has all the powers... And she can control it. They just destroyed the power levels of the MCU. I know this as like this is a political. <laughs> like the reason I liked episode one, two, and three is because this was a political thriller. It's like Winter Soldier. It's uh, you know, things are happening in you know different governments across the world, and then they just provided these two super beings, and then she just easily offed Gravic. I this is just not my (laughs) my thing. I I, you can't do that. That's like that's that destroys like the the overall storyline of this earth. Now we know that there's an infinite number of Gaia's anyways because of all the multiverse (laughs) stuff. So oh what God. does anything what does anything <laughs> actually mean when you make this decision, Kevin Feige? And I'll get oh. off my soapbox with that one. No, that's, great I, soapbox. Well, I, wanna, yeah, I wanna yeah, I wanna
0: I wanna say that's the best take Andy's ever done on pod. Thank, you. Awesome. No, thank you. That was, that was, thank you, thank you. That was beautiful. Take. That was beautiful. Take,
3: I totally agree with you, though. I mean, it's something mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to see them get powers and have a cool, super badass fight. The subtlety of the Groot powers that, uh, that we see Gravik use in the battle mm-hmm. in the episode mm-hmm. before... I think was pretty cool. It just shows that scrolls can adapt and take on new new roles, new faces. That's kind of their thing, right? But to just literally inject the DNA of every superhero we've come to know from the MCU into a scroll, not to mention the fact that they could probably repeat this process. I mean, it, it's I, the vial is not gone, right? Mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I, we don't know. We just didn't get any resolution there. I, I completely agree. I, you even have Captain Marvel's powers. She goes freaking binary mode, which it, how long did it take Captain Marvel to even figure out oh, she can yeah. even do that? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> to have complete control over the power. It should have been a very sloppy fight. Like you can still have a guy yeah, like win. like they accidentally like grow
1: matter. a hulk yeah.
2: arm and it like drags them to the ground because it's yeah. too heavy.
1: Yeah, that would make
3: yeah. more sense. She's yeah,
1: phasing yeah, yeah. left and right because she doesn't know what to do because she just got these powers.
3: Right, and then the balance of you know sloppy versus technical choreography—they'd have to play that finely. But you should not have full control of all of these superhero powers right off the bat, and you still could have had Gaia use the uh, the Mantis abilities at the end. Oh, you Mantis, know? She, that's
1: a good point. She had as that, well. was a,
3: that was the greatest moment of the fight.
1: Command over people's minds.
3: It would have fit the whole theme, too, about how Gravik is power-hungry and uh, she's following Talos in in the sense that she wants to try and, and pursue peace. She just has to do it correctly. So, it would have fit the theme as well. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. It was just, hey, here's a really well-thought-out show. I'm using that well-thought-out loosely. <laughs> here's a well-thought-out show. As loose as loose gets. Here's a show. That has political <laughs> intrigue it's got famous mcu characters from the past it's leading up to future let's just completely throw it out the window with this superhero prime like, versus superhero prime but
1: isn't this exactly what they made fun of in she hulk in the final episode of yeah. She-Hulk, yes. which yeah. is like this type of ending and like that let's doesn't throw really in va-
3: there. let's throw abomination boom, in
1: boom. There. giant beings Ba ba, and then yeah oh,
3: oh my. yeah yeah we need jen walters to show up at the end of this episode if jen walters showed up at the end of this episode <laughs> and like chimed in and was like hey guys she hulk is the greatest show of all
2: time you gotta connect um
3: this, yeah
1: that
2: would have been great. i mean really cool idea for the fight to have all these different powers sure and there was short moments where it was actually cool Like, the when she phased out of the way as Ghost, that was cool. When she did the mantis thing to put him to sleep while they were flying, that was cool. 95% of the fight was just, here's a Hulk arm, I'm going to punch you. Here's a Drax arm, I'm going to punch you. Here's a Cull Obsidian arm, I'm going to punch you. And then, ooh, that's right, I'm Carol Danvers. We're going to both fly together in our impenetrable forms and blast each other into the sky (laughs) as two immortal beings... That's not fun. Have some of those little intricacies like the Mantis thing. That was great. Mm -hmm. Overall, great idea, terrible execution, which I think is the tagline for Secret Invasion.
1: (laughs) I still think it was a terrible idea, but cool idea, terrible execution.
2: I like what everyone said, Roundtable.
0: I'm going to add a different sort of perspective on this. I think from a, a MCU production standpoint, if you're going to do like all out abilities, you know, supercharge as uh, two particular characters. This cannot be done on the small screen. The production value for this show could not support Mm -hmm. the CGI for that fight. It looks so trashy and garbage. I I wanted them to just throw it out immediately because, you know, you had one thing that it turned into the next, like Jim was talking about, but it just looked so bad. (laughs) It just looked horrible. It looked crazy. (laughs) It didn't even look good.
2: Five foot two, Amelia (laughs) Clark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with
1: a- <laughs> i laughed when i saw the drax arm on her body like that was, <laughs> was hilarious
2: so, so weird and small and oh god uh yeah weird uh, just, weird choice by them to i thought do that. she
1: did great though like i her choreography was fine like she did the she superhero could, she landing can, she can pull that she can pull mm-hmm. that off like in a big budget film uh Amelia clark is oh, wonderful
2: gr- i'm so glad you just said that because that leads us to the next marvel thing coming out the marvels which is all about their powers being entangled and now she has the same powers as carol danvers is she going to be entangled into this or are they just going to be like oh don't worry about that it's eh, it's They're, they're
1: not gonna they're not gonna bring it up
2: also marvel has to address there's now
0: two audiences for the mcu there's the diehards who watch the shows and the movies, and then there's mm-hmm. just the regular moviegoer who just wants to be, you know, caught up to speed whenever they just go to the cinema. Like, how do you bring Gaia as what she is now into the cinematic universe?
2: Yeah. And there's the, like, I agree. semi-diehards who watch the first three episodes of Secret Invasion and gave up. Mm. Yeah. Right. Which, is, right. which is almost worse.
1: They're probably going to do what they've done thus far, which is put little Easter eggs that us as you know the geek nerd community just looks at and say oh look they're they're referencing wandavision but then they're not going to like actually have narrative that flows through naturally like wandavision into doctor strange two. that's my cynical take
2: yeah
3: Mm, i get you Jake, I'm glad you brought that point up, and and I completely agree. This is the first Marvel show that has felt like homework to me. I didn't realize it until this final episode was all said and done, and we can look back on it as a complete thing. I've really enjoyed a lot of the Marvel shows, even some that critics and users just didn't agree with. I thought She-Hulk was actually pretty good. We've talked about that before. You guys thought, eh, maybe so-so. Other shows like Hawkeye, which were not the best, but I still really enjoyed. It's entertaining Mm -hmm. content. That's all you can ask for from a freaking TV show. This is the first one for me that has felt like homework. I I have to watch it to be caught up for the Marvels, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited for. It's just, you'd have no no idea of what's going on with Nick Fury, one of the most iconic characters in the MCU. One of the most iconic characters actors in Hollywood you'd have no idea what's going right. on with him you'd have no idea what's going on with Gaia who's who's maybe going to even be in Marvel's now considering she has those exact powers as Jamie said i, I just if you stopped watching three episodes in like you said Jimbo it, it, you're going to have absolutely no idea what happened and there's no way to catch up because who knows if the marvels you're even going to reference scrolls for more than 10 minutes it doesn't feel from the trailers that we've seen that it's going to be a major plot point. And that's okay. It's just, there's so many characters coming over from this one show that it feels like you should have been taking notes.
0: And also to your point, if they're going to reference scrolls in the Marvel's film, they also have to reference the other agencies in Mrs. Marvel, which is a whole other aspect of, you know, MCU content. So how are they going to tie all that together? I I don't know. Is this just going to be like background warriors in secret wars when they bring that to screen so it's like the whole big end game fight there's gonna be a bunch of green scrolls in the background just to fill out the space yeah Yeah. i hate this so much yeah i i mean i don't know how they can change take it any direction than that because at a point it's the pot's overflowing. <laughs> they, yeah, need just, to, they need to simmer it down with some olive oil or some shit. Yeah, that's a great like, This is this think. is over control. What they're gonna do
1: is they're they're just gonna, I think they're gonna throw the plot line right next to the giant celestial that's bursting out of the earth from the Eternals early in phase four. <laughs> you know? And then maybe yeah, right. reference it a few more times, maybe not. I don't know.
2: Who knows? But <laughs> uh, the future of the mcu insane we'll never know yeah jake
0: before before we move on from the fight i have to express my one by one th- you know qualm or a little hold up i know <laughs> the they would have to have the whole episode. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you just ripped apart the entire fight with us but this is for his for one final <laughs> this is his one <laughs> yeah. You ready for this? this? I know they would have had to pay Sony for it, but you name the title of the episode home and there isn't a single Spider-Man ability that they display in the fight scene. Come on. Like this was, this was a setup. This is a tease. Well, Spider-Man is stronger than Marvel. a regular
2: human. And she did sure. punch Gravik with more strength than a regular human. So there you go. Confirmed <laughs> Spider-Man? Spider-Man abilities. Uh, Jake said before we move
3: on to the fight, I have one more piece of analysis to add in the sense that if you're bringing up other heroes that weren't there, you have to think about these are only powers that are transmitted through DNA. So we didn't see like an Ant-Man, you know, shrinking powers. Mm-hmm. We didn't see Doctor Strange who who like actually learned his powers with the help from the Time Stone and all that. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about Spider-Man, I mean, sure, that, that's a DNA power. He got bit by a radioactive spider. But it made me think, like, oh yeah, remember, there are certain heroes that don't have DNA to actually be collected. Scarlet Witch, what's her deal? Yeah, I think that's all from a uh, all from the uh, Soulstone, right? Or not the Soulstone? Uh,
1: she's actually whichever one. She's, Soul Stone. she's technically a mutant, but yeah. Uh, they, there's like mm. oh, mutant is Gaia a mutant?
3: <laughs> mutant. I mean,
1: her DNA, Whoa. her DNA is a uh, mutant. Scro- yeah, definitely mutated. Wow. Her DNA theory is theory extre-
2: music <laughs> is
1: extremely mutated at this yeah.
0: point.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's but got yes, some. Let's, uh, let's move on.
1: Let's. We got other stuff to yeah. talk about this Well, wait, wait. Wait. One more thing. Guys, darn what about it, Gravic. Though, what about the death of Gravic?
2: Who cares? <laughs>
0: All right, There's no way he's
2: dead.
1: You know, he's. De- there's no way they bring him back. He's. We gotta give eulogy music to Gravic. I think. That was a really promising villain in episode one through four. It kind of tapered off like the rest of maybe one through two, maybe one through three. It definitely tapered off with the remainder of the show when you realize he's really just, you know, kind of an evil villain, not someone that's complex necessarily. Uh, But you got to give eulogy music to him. Gravic. You'll probably go down as one of the standard mediocre villains of the Marvel universe. You ain't a Loki. Standard But mediocre. you're not a Mandarin from Epis or er, from Iron Man Three. Do your sound, <laughs> Chris. Oh
3: eulogy music. Yeah. You're really good at that yeah. sound. Like
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <laughs>
2: that, that, Oopla, the other half Oopla. of this episode, we get real Nick Fury and Sonia Fallsworth. Sonia calls Donny Cheeds and says, <laughs> Nick Fury's coming for the president. You gotta move him. Well, that's a weird thing to have happen. And then why does Don Cheadle decide to take <laughs> the president out into the hallways of the hospital? It's, I mean Don Cheadle <laughs> Hold on. and by that I mean Rava, the or, yeah, Rava, the scroll. Is afraid that Nick Fury's coming to kill her, not the president. Like, why would Nick Fury kill the president? She doesn't care if the president dies. So she's trying to save herself in Don Cheadle form. So she has all... What happened? Why did that happen? I don't know. Well, I'm going to rewind
0: you. How does a colonel in the Air Force completely (laughs) disown the chief of naval operations in a decision <laughs> about the the president like performing a bomb on russia it makes no sense
2: it makes absolutely because she no had sense. stupid pills for breakfast <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was great he didn't say that i was just like come on man
3: i've decided that there's a line missing from the first episode and maybe two or three short lines that could have saved a lot of the mystique around the relationship of Colonel Rhodes to President Ritson. When they're first talking or they're walking in like maybe the White House or whatever that is in the very first episode, they're just talking. They're just back and forth. We all think it's Rody Why isn't there some line? President stops, puts his hand on his shoulder and says, I never could have gotten this without you. Or you're my, you're my top guy. Thank you. Or, you know, right. I can't talk to I can't talk to the other colonels about, mm-hmm. you know, this type of stuff. You're the only one that's an Avenger, yada, yada, yada. If we had had a line like that, maybe some of this weird buddy cop relationship wouldn't have been so strange. But instead, we get a colonel protecting the president. There are more people in the hospital at this point, I will say. Mm-hmm. The response team <laughs> Did take an episode to get there, but they are there. That is good. Uh, but you're right, Jake. The, the the outranking just didn't make any sense. I don't think any, body, uh, any military outfit would allow the president to be making rash decisions like nuking a country <laughs> while from his, like, I, I Just I, Can you imagine, I hate to say it, but if you take a scope out and zoom and and just look at the talent they had on that set and then realize the set that they ended up using and that like the scene that they ended up creating with all of that talent (laughs) was just awful i mean it just
0: wasn't good
3: yeah it was just it was just (laughs) poor
0: if if they had brought in cillian murphy to make the decision, <laughs> I would have said yes. I would have bought it. I, I would say all in. But they it was a total flop. It was a dud. Christopher Nolan <laughs> saved the MCU. He's
2: our only hope. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, then we just have the standoff, which like we should have had this many more times throughout this season of a human trying to convince someone else that the person's a scroll, as Nick Fury's trying to convince President Ritson. Like, hey, buddy, your best friend in the world, apparently, Don Cheadle, is actually a Skrull. So you got to kill him. And then, you know, there's a little bit of interesting tension there with this guy, a Skrull? No way. And then all of a sudden, boom, shot him in the head. That's how they could have made the uh, uh, Kobe Smulders death
3: a lot better. Mm. If they'd had a similar standoff with scrolls being scrolls and all that in the very first episode, and in the ep in the first episode, someone got it wrong in order to lead to Maria Hill's death, that would have been a much better send-off for that character.
2: Yeah. Um, underwhelming conclusion to that whole storyline.
1: Jamie, I just think that this was Jake's favorite word, and it's not whimsical
2: donny cheats
1: donny cheats, Donnie <laughs> cheats and there was absolutely <laughs> no, like the tension you're right like there's such a good opportunity i think that's the the problem with this series is the opportunity is so grand and great yes. and it's just doesn't the writing never lived up to the first few episodes, while, you know, it's confusing in some ways, and I so I really liked that because it showed what this could have been. This is one of the most interesting storylines as an event to me in, in, in Marvel Comics that they could have set up for years to then have this explosive, you know, uh, cinematic experience. Instead, it was just poor writing that was just like, oh, Okay, Ritson's just sitting there, has to make a decision between killing or not killing his, or not allowing someone to kill his advisor, or shooting uh, Nick Fury. Like, why did Nick Fury just stand there and wait? Why wouldn't he have, why didn't, Sonya killed so many scrolls point blank, and just had him. Yeah, she was a boss. She, she just had him, uh, you know, a gun to him, but why didn't she kill him immediately? I know. That doesn't make sense for the character because then Britson would have immediately seen that this is a scroll. So that was out of place as well. I just overall, it's a letdown of a, an ultimate episode, if you can yeah. even call it that. You know, you can call it that because it is an ultimate episode,
2: but only technically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that back to back with the Gaia fight they're they're going you know you know back and forth between the scenes at the end of it it's just like okay yeah i like yeah. i didn't hate it i didn't hate it it was it was Perfect interesting to watch but it wasn't what this could have been this could and i i always push it back to star wars i'm sorry but this could have been the andor of marvel cinematic universe like that's how dare you that this is what that, how dare that this is what that storyline is set up to be instead it just became another bit of a mediocre one
0: another number another number another number another in the notch shitty in MCU
1: Feige's belt yeah. and i'm gonna buy more merch from that website either way
2: and you better <laughs> do that because they did spend the last third of this episode Having extended previews for the next 15 Marvel products that are going to come out, we have (laughs) Gaia and Sonya Fallsworth teaming up to go save the world from secret invasion number two because there's a million humans that have been captured by the Skrulls that Gaia didn't know about, even though she's a Skrull who's on the inside for this whole time. But that was surprising to her. So now tune in for (laughs) Gaia and Olivia Coleman. We'll call it Two Queens Hanging Out. Tune in for that. It's coming out
0: 2026. <laughs> Wait, two Queens <laughs> Hanging Out is really. Good. You know, this, you know, this reminds me of the Rick and Morty. It's Two
2: Brothers. It's Two Brothers in the Mexican Armada. <laughs> we also have Armor Wars with Rhodey because he, Rhodey, has been in this little machine f- for eight years. <laughs> His legs don't work, and he missed the death of his best friend. Tune in to find out when he finds out that Tony Stark is dead. Armor Wars 2024. Yeah, that's Nick Fury awesome. and his wife are going to space. She doesn't want to go to space, but she's going anyway. Tune in 2023 <laughs> for The Marvels, when the Kree, who were bad guys, are now good guys, but still bad guys. Yeah, where did that come from? And don't worry about <laughs> all this civil unrest that's yeah, going that on means- in the entire Earth. President's getting assassinated, prime minister's getting assassinated, scrolls being uncovered, R.I.P shooter McGavin. Tune in 2028 for Oh no, the whole world is fucked.
0: Preach. Tell them. You tell them. Anyway,
2: the end of this episode fucking sucked.
0: And that was that was a great, that was a great take what a from rant. Jim. That was a great take from Jim. I love that.
2: That was well, well
3: done. And, and you're not wrong. Mm. All of that was just kind of shoehorned in in the last third of this show uh well i guess let's start with the 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 savage and brutal executions of the hits i have to say something if a president got on and made an announcement about, you know, like oh. an alien force has invaded us. Oh, I hated that. That's all. How did they right. know that Shooter McGavin was a scroll and to like assassinate him? How did they know <laughs> that, that these people that we knew were scrolls and have been watching were also scrolls? That
2: didn't make any sense to me. That would have been the most interesting wrong? part of the whole season is like <laughs> after that presidential yeah. announcement, I was like, oh, baby, the show's about to get good. Yeah, so that should
3: have been like an escalation point for the halfway point of the show. I totally agree. It didn't. But make they, any they sense didn't set st-
1: that up for that character at all. Like Ritson, right. we don't know who Ritson is, and Ritson seems like he's like Donnie Cheadle. Donnie Cheadle <laughs> <laughs> is try is telling him to blow up <laughs> Russia episode over episode, and he isn't immediately doing that. So you assume that okay. Ritson, he's like, he's well he's thinking through this. And then immediately he just goes, he becomes sounds like a one-term president. That's what yeah. that's what Samuel Jackson. <laughs> and guess what? We know that he is one-term president because our boy Thunderbolt Ross is the next president of the United States, as in the trailers for the for the Marvels. So, like, they're, are they even going to play on that? Can they even play on that? Like, is that just a, a way to set up some... I don't Give it, us it some must background be, they had if to have, do that. They
0: had to have some formal presidential lack of tact. Just on the air, freaking the entire world out. Everything's fucked. Everything's on fire. Nothing is fine. But elect me. And <laughs> yeah. we'll do it. But that's not just... That's just...
3: No. Just no. When he was making that speech... I thought that there was one more twist. I thought he was going to be a scroll, mm. or that he was Gaia or, or something. I, I I don't know. I it just. <laughs> I thought that was a lie. I thought that was just not real. It was the same situation as Talos revealing his master plan. I was like, yeah. "Dude, this is this is the worst idea ever." Is this real? Was this really in the script? Turns
0: out it is. Did the writer strike? occur halfway through this show
2: <laughs> no. I, i'm no. sorry i just have to <laughs> it ask. certainly seemed like it
0: <laughs> yeah because yeah. okay. this show started out wonderfully like we had a great escalation it was a little sus around episode four and then man did we just tank like just truly just tank <laughs> you know now
1: that i think you bring up talos and i know this is going off off topic a bit here I think Talos and Maria Hill's death, those two deaths could have been just so impactful. But once again, when Talos gets stabbed, it's like, oh, but that should have been a death that was like very hard for Nick, for Gaia, for everyone around. And they did play on that a little bit, but it it didn't really it to, at least me as an audience member, it didn't really impact me, but I really liked that character. And then Maria Hill as well. Chris, you you really like Maria Hill as a as a comic character and they didn't necessarily play on her much throughout the MCU, but she's always been there. That did that wasn't near as impactful as it could have been. Yeah. So you would think that those like it this show once again didn't live up to to what it was what it could have been or what it was even trying to be in some ways in the end it's just like hur, hur, hur. the new president <laughs> is starting a war against all extraterrestrial life oh good luck because you have as guardians <laughs> that are in norway that will ruin like that doesn't make sense as a part of the world that you've seen. You know that there is there is aliens at this point. Yeah. So interesting. But I don't think they're going to I don't know if they'll play on that one. Maybe they'll. Yeah. Maybe that's the next. Uh,
3: they just thing. need to. They need to call it. Call the weak storylines and focus on the good ones. I, I'm fine with uh, Sonia Fallsworth and, and Guy oh, teaming sure. up. Yeah. I, I'm Jamie, in your rant, you mentioned that one. Uh, that's. Uh, more in place than a lot of the things in terms of not being out of place do people say in place i don't think so it's just one of those one-way words or phrases (laughs) What? perfect (laughs) well you don't say oh this feels out of place
2: you don't say this feels in place it's just one of those one-way phrases that's true yeah yeah you're right um i feel like people should say that though we will. Just like we started saying the ultimate episode, we'll start saying things <laughs> yeah, are in place. This is really in
1: place. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited for Star Wars. Ahsoka's going to be great.
2: Tune in for Holocron Hoopla. can't Black. wait for
3: Kira to become the most powerful person in the universe. <laughs> that way, Amelia Clark could be the most powerful person in three universes. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: <laughs> that would be dope. I can't wait for uh, Gen B.
3: Okay. Okay. Boom. But- <laughs> You mentioned
1: Fallsworth and Gaia. I just with Gaia now being and I know I already went on my rant about Gaia having all the powers in, in the universe. I guess why is she still there? Why doesn't she just go leave? Maybe just fly away to another world. That's uh, why she's
3: not in Marvels.
2: Probably because she's you know, on a foreign planet with no family, so she's got plenty to stay here for. She's <laughs> she's so happy at <laughs> home on Earth. Nope. <laughs> I just
3: I if I was in the writers' room for the for the Marvels, I just I just got the day off, or Andy did with the idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's looking for away. her new Look home new planet. Home. That yeah. that's why Amelia Clark's not in the Marvels, even though she's the most powerful being in the universe. Oh,
0: wrote her off. Honestly, I that I tracks. could buy that because that's where Captain Marvel was yeah. the. The entirety of Endgame. She was just out there.
1: Oh, yeah. And during this movie, oh. even though this is clearly a sequel to her first movie.
2: Oh, oh man. Um, Yeah, when you make a character too powerful, you just have to tell them to get the heck out of here because we have other (laughs) stories to tell. So you leave. Um, And now we have way too many of those characters in the MCU. Well, speaking of characters in the MCU, we
3: do have to talk about the final scene. Uh, The first part of your rant, which may have been (laughs) the most important. Uh, All these people have been in pods. They've been potted, man.
2: They've been potted up. Millions and millions of people, or at least dozens. Or at least dozens. Yeah,
3: world leaders. uh, Obviously, we see Agent Ross is alive and well, just simply captured. That exciting. Uh, Yeah, not as exciting as a Maria Hill reveal, which would have been nice. (laughs) She's dead. Unaffected by radiation.
1: All (laughs) those conversations did not matter. I can't believe it. Of all the
3: characters, they just kept dead. It's her. Whatever.
1: And the only episode she did not special guest star in is the finale. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh, man. Uh, Vrodi is alive and can't walk. Alive and paralyzed. And is in a hospital gown, which Mm -hmm. makes me think that he was captured and taken from way back in like civil, civil war. war yep
1: that has a lot of ramifications too. right that has
3: huge ramifications true. That, that means
1: that vara was using the <laughs> war machine suit it during endgame and in infinity war which yeah? is just incredible by the way good for her she should have been using it during this that during this season
0: i can't be buying that though I, it has to be like a follow-up appointment
2: or, you know, he's getting a like, two-year <laughs> exam. He was getting to colonoscopy <laughs> yeah. and Vardis yeah, exactly. showed up and said, you're mine now, baby.
3: <laughs> yeah, this was, a, this was a routine appointment like three months ago. <laughs> That's why he can't
2: walk. Colonoscopy went too deep. Yeah, this is- No, they're going to have to explain that away.
0: No, they cannot be doing that since Civil War.
2: <laughs> I
3: don't know, Jake. I
1: kind of feels like that's that, how they man. described it. I think
0: they did. That, that's what they
1: alluded to, right?
0: The, so then do you explain the complete, like, flip in her character in, like, episode two or three when, like, Rhodey got super, like, aggressive towards his agenda or I guess... She got super aggressive towards her agenda, just like all out of the blue. I think that's more just
3: like a character's motivations getting over the finish line. You know, just being so close to the end goal. But
2: you're right. I mean
0: because otherwise the character should have flipped the script way back when
2: but she was trying to blend in as roadie right so she can't just show up and immediately be a different person she has to sure. be as close to roadie as she can for as long as possible think about this sure it's possible that vara was watching uh what's
3: his name ebony moth no chris pratt donny he- cheeds <laughs> Star-Lord.
1: Star-Lord. Star- (laughs) Star (laughs) It's possible that
3: Vara was actually the one watching Star-Lord dance to Red Bones, come and get your love on that one planet with Nebula (laughs) in Endgame. I
0: mean,
3: <laughs> that could have been Vara. That's what they're telling us, right? I, I think oh, they. T- they they're, they're she tell- fought Thanos. Yeah. She
1: fought Thanos. They're, they're telling yeah, us she that that Thanos. was indeed. That was that was Vara. Because they they can't go back. Rava. To that. Like,
2: by the way. Vara oh, is oh, sorry, Fury's wife. Sorry, why did they name no, two Rava. scrolls, <laughs> Vara and Rava? The same letters. <laughs> hey, fuck you. That's why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to screw Does over that, the podcast. That means. And they're doing it
3: that rava has canonically seen back to the future because she she mentioned Rhodey mentions why don't we just back to the future thanos and just kill him and then we get that whole time travel explanation that, that yeah.
1: tracks uh, with the timeline yeah. of uh you know
2: i guess <laughs> scrolls would want to enjoy coming. some human entertainment or she just stole his memories
1: oh she knows his memories too mm-hmm yeah
2: yeah well you know what the show's over
1: why didn't they just have like multiple (laughs) threads throughout phase four rather than like like that this is it's a bold move to
3: Mm. wait are you do uh, you mean a plan yeah
1: like threads (laughs) just and i'm not talking about the social media side i'm just talking about threads throughout the other shows that would have led to believe oh maybe there's uh, aliens around us and then they play off those storylines in a good final event. Instead, I'll tell they you just why, introduced everything in this one season.
2: Poor planning.
0: That's why. they
1: didn't have enough time to end it appropriately.
0: Sounds like the longstanding DCEU issue. I'm trying to introduce too much all at once. Well, yeah. shame. But maybe James Gunn's the savior. That's my two cents. Maybe.
1: You know what, though? At the at, In the end, he's back in Saber, r- like we knew from the Marvel's first trailer, and he's just going to wait. Yeah, he's that's gonna meet, true. <laughs> he's going to meet the Kree <laughs> that are apparently on peace deals, but we know that the villain of the next movie is Kree. So, you know... uh. I- it's a good setup it's a setup for the next movie and when carol danvers comes back and realizes that talos is dead all these scrolls are dead earth is just going to hell maybe she should have picked up the pager
2: (laughs) perhaps did the heroes did the heroes win the story didn't end so
1: the we're only 20
2: percent into the story
1: nothing changed yeah nothing really if, anything,
3: <laughs> if anything if anything, Gravik never accomplished any of the operations he wanted to because he kept getting stopped. All it took was for him to die and the president to make an announcement. He was trying to kill the president. he should have just revealed himself as a scroll,
2: yeah everyone... he incited
3: more violence with that one speech than Gravik ever did with nuclear
0: bombs, yeah, That's everyone' lost. Because
2: Gravik wanted the humans to fight each other and The good guys wanted nobody to fight. And now the humans are fighting the Skrulls. So (laughs) the end of this show, everyone lost, which is... (laughs) Everyone lost. Because the show is just set up. The show is not... Wait. a story in itself it's just a preview a four-hour long is this preview. show
3: are we are we reading this wrong is this show actually genius is this a commentary <laughs> on human nature you can spend six episodes trying to convince one person or the other of a certain fact or figure and it turns out that people
2: just want to be violent anyways could be i I think this actually is a 10 out of 10 show. Could be genius. I mean, Nick Curie (laughs) did have that conversation on the train with Talos in episode two about how humans are going to just, they're just going to punch you right in the face if you're green. Anyway, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hoopla podcast. (laughs) We are, we're, you know, we're going to call it there and let's get some season long ratings for Secret. Actually, let's do episode ratings as well. Quick little one out of 10 episode rating, season long rating for Secret Invasion and maybe. One final thought from each of you. Chris,
3: what do you have? Episode four out of ten, series five and a half out of (laughs) ten. Hoopla! I I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to pay off, and it really never did. There are some real highlights. Again, through six episodes, I still don't think you can find a better cast for this particular show, uh we had some really great moments. Uh, Kingsley Benadire, an excellent addition as a villain. Sad we won't see him anymore. Don't know how that's going to work, but I, I thought he played a villain pretty well given what he was able to work with. uh I, Again, A list cast from top to bottom, everyone played their role. I just think it just never paid off. I wanted Maria Hill to come back and she never did. I, I don't know. I she I, may. I was she may yet. Yeah. I was I loaded up episode six. I hit play and I saw. I think it was like thirty nine minutes or whatever. And I was like, nope. We talked about this last week. There's not enough time. I kept waiting. No payoff. It just. It felt like homework.
0: <laughs> oh, Ouch,
2: Jake. What did you think?
0: Put that in your agenda and bring it to school on
2: Monday. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow! Um, let you me just tell gave you me this. PTSD with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to. Uh, I will say this. Um, this is easily, if you take all of the Marvel shows, <clears throat> the greatest disappointment. <laughs> in mm. terms of an MCU TV show. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. The The actors, the writing, the concept, the plot started out so strong. Mm-hmm. I, I I, mean, we were all talking about how the show was just kept getting better and better. And then at a certain point, its ambiguity started to tilt the scales. Uh, and it got a little convoluted. And then all of a sudden, it just lost all of its steam. Talos didn't have an idea or a plan. Gravick didn't want to have an exact mission. That really ever made sense. Gaia is invincible. Um, <laughs> scrolls are everywhere. I mean, it was all over the place. It was just all over the place. Um, you get an A list cast, and, you know, even with that, you can't put out a good product. Um, yeah. She Hulk's a better show than this. I stand up on that. Um, uh, and. Yeah, I I I firmly firmly agree. She Hulk
2: is better than Secret Invasion by a significant margin. I I agree, but that's no shock for for for
0: the season. I will give it a six and a half out of ten because again, the first first three episodes redeeming, and then when it dropped off, this three out of ten finale it was was truly disappointing. Three out of (laughs) ten. <laughs> Ooh,
2: that's what, I <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Andy?
0: Yep, that's all I got.
1: I mean I Jamie, how how can I follow up? Such great rating. You know, I I the only <laughs> thing I can point to is the current Rotten Tomatoes score, which is for this episode 12% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no.
0: <laughs> that's a stanky tomato.
1: That means 12 out of 100 critics give this a positive view
2: shout out to rotten tomato critics they know what's up
1: i i and i think i have (laughs) to agree that this was probably a negative uh, episode here at a 5 out of 10 i think that's fair chris season long six out of ten i jake said it the first two episodes i think the first episode i was just so excited for this beloved you know event like maria hill specifically maria (laughs) hill the the opportunity for secret invasion when they announced this property it's one of my favorite storylines and you can play on so many like they have built this great world in the marvel cinematic universe and with those threads you can create an event where what if what you knew isn't real and they Kind of pulled on it, but they didn't. They didn't go all the way. Like they, it ended up just being a pretty standard ending with a standard villain. With you know, set up for the next movie. There wasn't a complex like character study on Nick Fury. The, the there were some great interactions. We loved a, a lot of these actors with Talos and 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 mm-hmm. Vara and and uh, Sonya Fallsworth. That was a great addition. So if there if Sonya was not in this series. Zero at a time. It definitely would be taking down. But once again, it didn't it didn't there's a lot of expectations that I think come with the name of this comic event, and it didn't live up to what it could be. But you know, there's a multiverse. So who knows? (laughs) We'll see more scrolls and more (laughs) we're gonna see a million Gaias fight instead of Kang. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, Khaleesi is the new supervillain of the MCU.
1: The most powerful character in the MCU, Gaia, is now oh on my our goodness.
0: radar. I'm going to throw a callback to episode one of the pod, <clears throat> in which point Chris, upon seeing Maria Hill dying or reflecting on it, Said, I'm walking away. And Chris, you were right. I should have done it. done it. <laughs> you should have done it. You were going to yourself You're so right. many hours. All along.
3: I could have gotten back all that 39 times 5. <laughs> Not that much time. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly one movie's worth of time. Which is what the show had a problem you, with. You know what's wild,
1: though, is our ratings trended very consistent to the actual time of the episodes. When it hit into 30 <laughs> minutes, they just tanked. The first one was, what, 58, 58 minutes? 58?
2: Yeah, maybe you should put some substance into your show.
3: Yeah, it's almost like you need time to explain the plot points
2: uh, and character arcs of your story. I'm going to go ahead and give this episode... It feels bad to do this, but I was just so disappointed that I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 for the episode. Yeah! Hoopla! Hoopla! Hoopla. And in addition to that, I was so disappointed by this episode. This finale ruined the whole season, which sucks. Mm -hmm. So it's bringing my season score down to like a 4.5, I guess. It was just, it was very disappointing. There was so much potential, and then they just turned it into a advertisement for all the future products instead of telling an interesting story with all these fantastic characters played by some of the greatest actors in the world instead Mm -hmm. of diving into that to have awesome storylines and character arcs they just said hey i know you didn't have to pay anything more than just your monthly disney plus subscription but we would really (laughs) like it if you would you know come see seven or eight movies that we have Mm -hmm. coming out soon so watch all these movies check out this three hour long preview for everything else we got going on and that sucks i really hated that Uh, but i will say that as many different things that it did advertise i think the most successful advertisement in my perspective is that now i am very interested in reading the comic book series of secret invasion because i hear it's really good and this had the potential to be an interesting story, and they just <laughs> shat all over it. So I want to go read the actual interesting story of Secret Invasion. So you know
1: what's you know it's great, Jamie. Is in Secret Invasion. There's one scene where a scroll gets an arm of the thing, just a rock arm, and boom, hits someone. So they're like, oh, let's take that. Except. Give that character everyone's powers. <laughs> and any arm you can think about, that character will have.
2: He could have so many arms. Only two at a time, but just, so many yeah, different yeah, arms. We, we,
1: yeah, you just... Drax arm, Groot arm, (laughs) Iceman arm.
2: Big, strong, muscly alien arm. Other big, strong, muscly alien arm. Other big, strong, muscly alien arm. (laughs) Abomination's ears. I think when you think about this show, you're forgetting about
3: the
0: other big, strong, alien arms.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So many arms.
2: Yeah. Anyway, they really ruined the ending of the show, which classic (laughs) Disney Plus style. um, They're very good at uh, having shows that have potential and then don't live up to that potential. Unlike the Hoopla Podcast, where we live up to our potential every day, baby, because the bar is very low. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. We appreciate you all for sticking with us through this season. Make sure to follow us on all the social medias, Twitter, a.k.a. X, I guess, Instagram, threads, maybe, TikTok. We got all sorts of fun stuff going on. Follow us there because we will be talking about Ahsoka coming up soon. We'll be talking about all the movies that we have coming up. So stick with us here on the Hoopla Podcast. We got all sorts of fun things in the future.
1: And don't worry, audience. We have Loki Season 2 on the way, and there's no way they can ruin that series.
2: Absolutely no way. (laughs) I mean, with... The writing that we've had recently (laughs) unstoppable and with that it is time for the moment of highest hoopla the quote of the season what do you have for us andy
1: for the quote of the episode and not the season because if it was the season (laughs) i definitely wouldn't pull from episode six but (laughs) as sonia fallsworth the best character in this series said let's be sure not to repeat the mistakes of talos and fury and leave love and friendship out of this I will use you, and you will use me, and together we'll make this planet safe for both of our people.
3: It's going to be my new uh, pickup
1: line at bars.
2: Oh, Tune this. in for the Queen and I. Uh,
1: that's actually not that great of a quote now that I read back through that.
2: I think it was the best quote from the episode.
1: I mean, it definitely was the best quote the
2: That's episode. a testament. That's a testament to the <laughs>
0: episode score.
1: Maybe I should have just quoted Ritson. I
3: think the best quote of the episode was President Ritson. Give me a gun, you idiot.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. Are we
2: done? Please be done.
0: Put that in your agenda and bring it to school on Monday.